0: Matthew chapter number 14, and we're going to look at a few verses of that here today. Verse number, once you find that, turn, uh, look over at verse number 34. Verse number 34. Matthew 14 and verse number 34. It says this And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of, of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Father, I pray, Lord, that you please be with the, the, the message this morning. I pray, Lord, that you'd please help us to get something. Lord, we don't come to, to church just out of, uh, out of habit. Lord, we, we come to church out of necessity, so we can get something and glean something. And Father, we, we just ask that you would please meet with us your Holy Spirit would be upon all that is said, all that is done. Thank you for the good singing so far. Lord, how we've enjoyed that, and our hearts have been warmed. But, Father, I pray that you bless now as we head into the preaching time. Pray, prepare our hearts with a special music. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
1: can do all things through Christ who gives me strength but sometimes I wonder what he can do through me no great success to show no glory on my own yet in my weakness he is there to let me Okay. power that he holds when we truly see how deep our weakness goes. His strength in us begins when ours comes to us. strength is gone he'll carry
0: Matthew 14, we see at the end, the last two words there are the words perfectly whole, perfectly whole. What a, what a, what a tremendous description we have here of this, of what Jesus was able to do in the lives of some people is that he, when they came in contact with him, he was able to make them perfectly whole. Let's, 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 for a second, let's look into what's going on here and let's, let's understand what's, what's taking place. At the beginning of the chapter, we find that uh, Jesus' cousin uh, was, had just been killed. And uh, the, the, in, in, w- the Bible says in verse number 13 of, of this chapter, it says, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. Now, sometimes what we do is we forget the humanity of Christ. We forget the deep love that he had. And we we hear, as even later on the chapter, that we find out that Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus Jesus is a compassionate person. Jesus had love for people. In fact, he had deep love. One of of the, the most powerful verses in the Bible is also one of the shortest verses in the Bible. Yeah, or in fact, it is the shortest verse in the Bible where it says Jesus wept. You know what that is doing is Jesus is showing that, that he cares deeply and his heart is there. And, and Jesus is not weeping when, when uh, that verse is said over Lazarus. He's not weeping that, that Lazarus has died because he knew what he was going to do. He knew what was about to happen. He knew that he was going to to raise him from the grave. That was not why he was weeping. He was weeping because he cared for the people whose hearts were touched by that. He cared that deeply. He cared so much. And so now when Jesus hears about the death of John and he presumably decides that he's going to go away for a little while, he's... he's, he decides that he's going to go off. And so he decides, they decide that they're going to go to this place called Gennesaret. Gennesaret was a small area on the western side of the sea in the land of Galilee, which was well known for its park-like settings. It had fruits and orchards. And, and, and he, he, it's almost as if Jesus decides he's just going to have a little bit of time for himself, a little bit of time as, as this person has gone away for a little bit. But he can't get away from the people. He can't get away from the problems that they have. And because of his compassion, he begins to heal them again. A famous person actually toured Israel toward the end of the 19th century. And they kind of gave a testimony of, of, uh, of some, uh, the, uh, the things that were happening. When they came to a particular community, they, had, uh, they, they actually had a doctor with them. They were going through and they were visiting different places. And, and one of the men of prominence was a doctor. Well, word had gotten around in that community that there was going to be a medical doctor there. And there were sick people of all kinds, and they were lining up on both sides of the road. This is just, this is just some people that were visiting uh, uh, many, many, many years ago. And, and they start lining up on the side of the road, and they start crying out, and they're pleading for this medical doctor, for him to come, and this medical doctor to, to do whatever he can to ease their their. their, uh, their Hurts, to ease their pain they're crying out and and this man uh, as he as he came back he was talking about how how it, it had just it just pulled on his heart in such a way you've got these narrow streets and people are crammed in and, and they're just begging for somebody who can help them in some little way and as he came back he was telling this story and he, he knew in a little way what Jesus must have felt like how Jesus must have felt when he was walking those streets and he was walking that way and all of these people would start to throng him and all these people would come around and they'd say, Jesus, help, please. We know that you've helped others. We know that you've healed others. Please come and, and just all we need to do is just just, just get a, uh, touch the, the, the hem of your garment. And so because of the cries of the people, Jesus has compassion. That's right. and I'm so thankful that's how he is. I'm so thankful that Jesus has compassion when he hears the cries of his people. So Jesus, he's walking, and even though he's gone through a tragedy, and all, even though he's, he earthly speaking, and for just a little while, that his uh, a, a relative has passed away, he, he's going, and he's going to be apart for a little bit. He, he has all these people, and he cares so much that he cannot get away from them. It's almost like they seem to realize something. Jesus did not need to pray over them. Jesus did not even need to breathe on them. Jesus did not even need to physically touch them. All they needed to do was touch the hem of his garment and they would be healed. That's all they needed to do. And by the way, that's that's a very interesting thing. That's interesting because the Jews—they were actually commanded by God to trim their outer garments with a ribbon of blue cloth. It wasn't just a hem like we have on these suits, so they don't come apart. Um, I have—I have some suits, and there was a, there was a lady that we had found in town to do to, to hem up my suits. That way, you know, they'd be the right length and everything. So we'd go over there, and and this lady, uh, she she did a good job, but. Almost every single one of the suits that she has hemmed up, all of them, they, they, they have fallen down. So I need, to get them, I need to get them hemmed up again because of that falling down. It wasn't that kind of hemming where you can't see. You can't see. Necess- now, there's a cuff. There's a pleated cuff here. But, uh, but uh, uh, tucked up underneath, there's, there's, there's a hemming to keep it from falling down. See, what they would do is they would have this hemming on the outside. It was a blue trimming, a blue hemming. And that, that, that blue hemming was there for a very specific reason. It was there for a very specific purpose. Take real quick with me and turn over to the book of Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers 15. Numbers 15, please. And we'll look here what... Is said about this thing of uh, uh, of hemming their garments with the blue. So this ribbon of blue is attached. It's an edging of their clothes, and it in and, and, and it would be uh, maybe at the end of a sleeve or at the bottom of their of of, of their coats or the the bottom of their 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 um, uh, pants. There, and it says uh, in 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 uh, Numbers fifteen verse number thirty eight. Speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations and that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue and it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and that ye seek not after your own heart but and your own eyes. So God had a reason why he wanted them to do this so they could remember what God had done, but then they could also remember the commandments of God so they could remember what God had told them to do and remember all that God had instructed them. That's why they were supposed to have that blue hem. On the hem of their garments, they were supposed to have that, and that was to remind them of all that they were supposed to do. Now, I I wonder in that day, how many of those people... They they failed to obey that command. I wonder how many failed to do that. I wonder if they w- they would sit around. They'd say, Ah, what's 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 the big deal? Oh, I don't see the need for that in this day and age. I don't see why that would be such a problem. And and we we and, and I'm sure there are some people that would have had that thought. But nevertheless, the commandment was given all th- throughout the generations that they were supposed to have that and they were supposed to do that. And 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 Um, and there were some that would probably consider that law to be unnecessary, and some probably didn't even know that it it existed, but Christ Jesus obeyed. But it was not for the same reason that the rest of Israel would have done that. It was not that, that, that ye may look upon it and remember the commandments of the Lord and do them. Listen, the author of the commandments did not need to be reminded of them. And he did, not be, uh, he did not need to be urged to obey them. Our Savior never sinned. But what he did is he wore this blue hem on his garments. Why? Out of obedience. Out of obedience because our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, He was a righteous man. He was righteous in him. And and, and when he was doing that, when he would put that hem on his garments and he he would have that, what the people were doing, they were reaching out and they were touching the hem of his garments. They were touching his perfect obedience and his perfect righteousness that Jesus had. By Jesus obeying that, he was showing that he was righteous and he was showing that he was obedient. And what they were doing, listen now, listen. When they were doing that, they were reaching out and they were touching the hem of the garment. They were touching his righteousness. They were touching his obedience. And it was almost as if they were saying, it's not our righteousness, it's not our obedience, but it's yours. And they would touch that. And because of touching just the hem of that garment, those people what did the Bible say? What does it say over here? They were made perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. They were not made, 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 made uh, fine. They were not made good enough. They were not made, uh, you know, okay for the next little while. My mother with her cancer, they've given her some treatments and they've said, uh, this, this treatment will not take away the cancer. What this treatment will do is it will prolong your time. And however long this, this treatment works for, it will give you a different type of treatment that'll work about half as long. And so they've started that treatment with her, and she's taken that treatment. And we don't know how long that treatment will last, but we know this that treatment is not making her perfectly whole.
1: Right.
0: But when those people would come and they would touch the hem of, of Jesus' garments, They were not getting the treatment my mother is getting right now. They were not getting the treatment that others are getting that that is failing them. They were getting a treatment that would completely make them clean, would completely take that out of them, would make them completely whole and would take it so there was no more problems. Hey, listen, wasn't there somebody else in the Bible that would would, uh, touch the hem of his garments? Over in Matthew, just a few chapters before, in Matthew chapter 9, it talks about it. Uh, in Luke chapter 8, it kind of gives a little different slant on it. And it says, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, upon people that could only do whatever they could, that could only help in a little way. The Bible says that neither could be healed of any came behind him. Who'd she become? Who'd she, she come behind? Jesus. She came behind Jesus, she reached out and she touched, according to the Bible, the border of his garment. You know what that is? That's the hem. She touched the very same thing that this multitude of people were reaching out and were touching. And when she touched it immediately, her issue of blood stanched it stopped. It was gone. It had vanished. The Bible says that that as soon as she touched the hem, that it was gone. And she knew that's what she had to do. In chapter nine of Matthew, it says that I may just touch the hem of his garment. I may be made clean. She said, all I need to do is get to the hem. All I need to do is get to his righteousness. All I need to do is get to his obedience. And I trust in that and I'll be made whole. I trust in that and I'll be made clean. I'll be, I'll be made perfectly whole. And let me tell you, every single person who touched the ribbon of his hem was instantly healed of whatever ailed them. Hey, the, whatever disease that, that they had, whatever was in them, it was made completely whole and perfectly whole. That's what the Bible says uh, uh, in verse number 36 of Matthew chapter 14 and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Listen, at some point in time, when they reached out, there was nothing to say, up, oh, the limit's been, 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 been filled. Jesus has done what he's done. You're done. Can't do anymore. Anybody, every single person that would touch the ribbon of blue would touch that hem of his garment That disease was 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 healed. Those that came with an infirmity, those that that, that had a a bad limp or a blind eye or partial deafness, they were healed. Everyone who who touched the Lord walked away perfectly whole. Now I want you to, I, I want, I want to be clear when I say this. Everything that God has given us, and I believe God has given us a, 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 the, the, the perfectly preserved Word of God in the English language in the King James Bible. I believe everything that we need is here in the King James Bible. But in my studies, I have found that the Greek word that was translated as "perfectly whole" was translated in different ways. And by the way, that's not a mistake. That's not a that that's not an issue. The, the, the translators were able to, to give the whole implication of what was being said in this way. In another, in, in another occasion, uh, this, this word, by the way, this word that, that is translated as perfectly whole, it is used eight times in the New Testament. Another time, it is, it is translated as to heal. And I believe that's exactly what's happening when he's saying that they were, that they were made perfectly whole, that he was healing them. The, the, God was able to use this in such a way that he was able to show the extent of that healing by using that wording that they used. He was able to do that. But listen, th- this is the point that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm trying to get to here. So the word that is used is used in a lot of different things. When when he, was, when he healed them, he, he did that completely and he left nothing undone. Right. But listen to the other words that it was translated as that same word in different parts of the Bible, it is translated as to save twice. It is translated as escape twice. It is also translated as escape safe and bring safe. Strong says that, that it means to preserve through danger, to bring safely through, to save to keep from perishing to rescue. Hey, those people—the the 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 infirmities and the problems that they had—they needed somebody to save them. They needed somebody to heal them. They needed somebody to make them completely whole. The problems that they had—they were impediments to them. They were there were problems to them, and they could not be uh, be what they should be with with those issues. And so they needed somebody that, through his healing uh, ability and power, would be able to 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 make them whole and would be able to save them and bring them safe now the word is used several times when talking about paul's salvation from the storm in the mediterranean sea i don't know that here in matthew chapter number 14 if those people that were made perfectly whole were also saved i I don't know that i do know that it took faith for them to to be made made whole I, I, don't, I don't know if that was the case particularly, but I do know this. At the very least, you and I, we can make an application of what we see right here. At the very least, we can take these, this, this powerful thing that we see in the Word of God, and we can make an application for you and us, for, for you and I today. You see, we are all diseased. We are all in the process of dying. And no matter what your age, no matter what your health status, no matter where you're at, the word of God says that it is sin. It is that disease that we all have that that causes death. It is that disease that produces death in our lives. Bible says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by death sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Bible also says for the wages of sin is death. Listen, if we are not made perfectly whole, listen, we all have this problem with sin. And unless something is done about that, Amen. something that you cannot do, something that no other person here on this earth, whether a, a, a medical doctor or a quote unquote spiritual doctor, no man can do it outside of Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. It's because of that sin disease that we all have that condemns us That's to right. death. And without being made perfectly whole, we'll all end up right. in, e- in eternal death. What are some of the things that we might assume or learn from these people that were healed? Well, you see, there was a variety of different diseases. As I said, some were blind, some were halt, some were lame, some couldn't hear, some couldn't speak. So there, were, there were a diverse of different problems. You know what? There's a variety when it comes to this disease of sin also. In here, there's all of us. There, there is the sin that so easily besets us. We're all liars. Some of us have stolen things. Others have gossiped, maybe even destroyed other people's lives or testimonies. Some have struggled with addictions. Some some with drunkenness. Some are unforgiving to others, but yet they demand forgiveness for themselves. All of us are born rebels, and some of us show it by rebelling against our parents. And you know what? The outward of a of the outward appearance of our sin may vary, where it may be different, but the inner reality right. is that the wages of sin, what we deserve because of our sin is death. That's, right. that's what we're, that's where we're all doing, doomed. The disease that we all have, it is incurable in and of ourselves. You can take what you think you need to take. You can do all these different concoctions and things, but it will not relieve the problems that we have, the the, the penalty that comes along with sin. All of these sick people knew that they were in need of Christ. Maybe they didn't even fully uh, understand the extent of their need for him. But at least... They at some point realized they needed Him. Hey, listen, we need Christ. I, I don't know if you, you've, you've never been to church or if this is your first time coming here or if you've never heard anything about what I'm talking about today. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, let me say, it, you need Christ. Hey, person who has been saved for a long time, but maybe you've let it slip a little bit as to how much we need Him, we need Him. And although we will never lose him and and he'll never forsake us, although that will never happen, we still need to realize what he is doing in our lives and how great of a thing, how monumental of an occasion it was when we put our hope and our trust in the righteousness of Jesus Christ and we put our faith in him. What the Holy Spirit does is he does this thing called convicting. And in the heart of a sinner, he'll put that something in there that says, you need that. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. What happens is when we realize that we need him, the Holy Spirit, he's in there and he's saying, he's right. I've talked to to many, many people. I, I, I pray that the Lord would allow me to talk to many, many more. The sad thing is when I get to the end of the the, the plan of salvation with some people, there's no conviction there. Is that something that you think you need to do? Eh, maybe someday. Ah, I don't know. And the problem is they do not see their need for Christ. How many people that were in the land, I wonder how many, how many lame people stayed in their seat because they did not truly think that Jesus could help them. I wonder how many other people with an issue of blood just stayed at their home having a pity party, not really, uh, really fully understanding that Jesus was the one that could make them completely whole. I wonder how many people just let them walk by It's it's too much work. I mean, I got to go all the way up there, and I got. I wonder how many people ignored the need that they had for him. Because of that, they just missed out on the opportunity to made to be made perfectly whole. The Bible says, and when the men of that place had knowledge of him. I wonder how they learned about Christ. I would dare say they heard about Christ not because angels showed up and, hallelujah, Jesus is coming to your town, to your town. You know what I think happened? I think a cousin from another town came running and said, Guess who's coming to Gennesaret? Guess who's coming to Gennesaret? It's Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? You don't know who Jesus is. Let me tell you who Jesus is. I'll tell you, Jesus is the one. And when he came through, there was a woman. She had spent all, she used to be wealthy, but she spent all of her money with an issue of blood. She spent all of her money trying to get healed. And all she did was just touch the hem of his garment and it was gone. She was completely whole. She was perfectly whole. I think that's how the word got around. I don't think there was a Facebook post that was sent out for everybody to see. I don't think they even put up a billboard. I think person by person, By person, people spread the word of the tremendous, miraculous, incredible person that was coming to town that could could help them if they realize their need for him, if they understand that they only need to trust in his righteousness and in his perfection and his obedience if you trust in him, then you can be made perfectly whole. I wonder how many we choose not to tell. I wonder how many people are sitting if there's this incurable disease that they can do nothing about. We bypass them. We ignore. We don't do what we should do in order to share that. You know, God allows us the opportunity to share Christ with other people. As sinners, the Holy Spirit brings us to our knees and guilt before God. And we call out to Him. We trust in Him and His righteousness and what He did by coming and His obedience to, to, to God by coming to this earth and dying on the cross. When we put our trust and we obey Him, then what He does is He makes us perfectly whole. He doesn't do that in a physical sense, although he could. He doesn't do that in a physical sense where he just removes all of our problems, but he does it in a far greater sense. And spiritually, we're made perfectly whole in his eyes when we trust him by faith. And then he does something that's incredible. You see, The righteousness that he has, the righteousness that he shows outwardly, he gives to us, at least in the sight of the Father. And when God the Father looks down and he sees us, if I can make this application, he sees that blue hem on our garments the, blue, the same blue hem that is on the garments of Jesus, he sees that as on ours because it's his righteousness that is applied to you and me. It's his righteousness that is put on us and we are perfectly righteous in his eyes because of what he does in the sight of God the Father. Scripture says that for all those who believe on Christ, He bore our sins in his body on the tree. That's the cross. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. It says that by his stripes we are healed with all the effects of our sin. In in other words, we are made perfectly whole. Let me ask you this morning. Has there been a time when you put your trust in Jesus? You see, you need to do that. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. It is not the truth that all the different religions are just different aspects. It's not. They're pointing to a different God. There is only one God and his son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. It's his death, burial, resurrection, and resurrection. We have to put our trust in him. Amen. Secondly, how will people hear if we don't tell? Others. How will people learn about Jesus if we don't share? You see, for 29 years, that's what this church has been all about. We can look around and we can see a number of people who somebody came and talked to you. Somebody talked to you about Jesus. They said, hey, uh, um, let me tell you about, about someone. They talked to you so you could be made perfectly whole. So if this church is going to continue, if we're going to keep moving forward, guess what we got to do? We got to keep sharing the word about him. Let's pray.